probably have 50 lighters, but you can't find any of them. Oh, no, I'm not one of those people. Like, if I just, if I lose my lighter, I'll just go light whatever I got light up on the stove or some shit. I'm not paying. I'm not, I'm not just buying lighters for the fun of it. I'm not that committed. One take hove. I got to do it. I got to channel my hove for my birthday. I mean, for Oh, gosh. Oh, one take, one take trip. <clears throat> Get the spirit of Jay-Z. Oh, it's the rock. Oh, all right. <laughs> This nigga just said it's the rock. Uh. Trying to channel, trying to channel my, my one take. Sniffles guru, you got me. <laughs> Sniffles is guru. Who you you want to you Emery? Summertime's Emery in the in the booth with the all white no socks. Mm. You really you really doing this? <laughs> it's whole day. We got four. Up. Which is crazy because that's Jay Z's favorite. No, oh god, exactly. How, exactly. what is going on? No, exactly. no, <laughs> it's the rock. music podcast this is episode four it's your host it's underscore tribbles with the great Marcus sniffles and the lovely summertime side how are y'all doing today feeling great feeling great feeling good it's hove day it's hove day it is december 4th december 4th and if you're listening to this i channeled my one take hove i did that intro in one take yes that's what we do that's what real bosses do But um, it's it's been a minute since we've been together. Last time y'all got together, I was on my deathbed. Um, yeah, man, wanna, we missed you last say, time. Want to say that y'all were right on one. I did have a, I had my first hot toddy since I'm 26, so that was my first one <laughs> huh? ever in life. That was the best thing that ever happened. I will when, any, anytime I get a call or some shit again, I'm just gonna dope myself up. But I yeah, think it's same. more, I think it's more so the alcohol than it is everything else you put in it. I think you just get too drunk and then you just pass out because that's what happened. Like I just I drank it. Like my friend was just like, "Oh, you have to drink it really hot," and I drank it really hot. Next thing you know, I was asleep, and I woke up, and I felt like a lot better. So, thank you guys for your wishes and uh, WebMD recommendations. That worked. <laughs> happy to happy to see you back in better spirits. You sounded good. Yeah, I'm trying. Sounding trying like to you're feeling like a million bucks. Yeah, it's, it's whole day, so I was gonna I was gonna feel this way anyway. Oh, I know this whole day. Um, yeah, this is shout out, shout out hope to all day. Happy, all radio. happy birthday to Jay Z! Really quick before we go into our music reviews, let's let's have our favorite Jay Z moment. I could go, I could do a dictionary, but I'm gonna chop it down to one. So let me think about it, and we're gonna let summertime start since I gave Snipples the first shout out today. Um, I think my favorite Jay Z moment was an interview he did back in 1996, and he Ooh. was talking about just like ownership and you know not kind of the same stuff he was talking about on the West Free joint but just about ownership and just you know taking back 
our power as creatives and, you know, starting up Rockefeller. Like that was really monumental for me just because it was just like, dang, like I'm all about that ownership, like on black dollars. So I appreciated that from Hove for sure. Um, but you know, Another moment was when he fake retired. Like I, oh, I'll, no, I'll still never, never forgive him for that. Never. I, I, but yeah. but I'm so happy to, to, that he's still making music. I can't front. Sniffles, what about you? Um, one of the things that Jay Z actually did that had a tangible impact on my actual life was when he on the Black album was talking about like uh, no more jerseys. We're wearing button ups. I actually went out and bought like three button ups. <laughs> So just, I mean, that's the kind of influence Jay-Z had. He was that big of a rapper to where a lot of people were just like, all right, we're not wearing jerseys no more. We're wearing, we're wearing button downs. This is what we're doing. And that's why he's a goat. Um, for me, I, like I said, I have millions and millions of Jay-Z stories, but, um, I think as of recent, it was actually, it was weird. It was during the, um, 444 tour and he performed Heart Knock Life. And heard the song millions and millions and millions and millions of times, but it was just like at that moment, I was kind of like thinking about how I was gonna move, you know, move in regards to like this entertainment shit and all that. And like in the line in the song, he's like, I see your vision. And he says mama, like talking about like, you know, a young girl, a ma or whatever, you know, the New York the New York lingo. But my nickname in the streets, I'm putting this out there, but my nickname is my mind. Like my family, that's what they call me. And so like hearing him say it and you know like Jay-Z has like his own like, you know, little twang of talking or whatever, his own slang or lingo. And so it kind of sounded like it was my name and it was like, oh shit, like you really need to do this because Jay-Z just told you to see a vision. So yeah, it sounds like really creepy, but that just one moment kind of solidified where I am right now. So I respect Hove from from that note but um yeah we will talk Man. about hove some more this episode please so don't think don't think this this is just the <laughs> intro this is just the intro y'all know how you all know how triple z is about hove man this is yeah. just the wrong day to have the actual podcast on this day episode four right on, on december, december 4th. 4th oh my yeah. god is this day ever special to you now? It's, it's just different, as, as Hove once told us. It's just different, you know? Um, but let, getting into some other music for, for the moment before we deep dive back into Jay-Z. Um, the City Girls, they dropped an album um, while I was kind of like on hiatus, getting, getting myself back together, not being on an episode of Grey's Anatomy. And um, they dropped, yeah, they dropped Girl Code. I'm just gonna put it out there. Y'all know how highly I speak of the city girls. I was I was underwhelmed. I, oh, are we telling the truth? Or are we telling the truth today? Okay. We're telling the okay. truth. Okay, like, we're telling the I, truth today. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off the truth and I'm gonna pass it on. So I was very underwhelmed and, and let me tell you why. It's it's evident that JT is the rapper. She is the rapper of Bingo. She is the reason why a lot of people gave the city girls a chance now this is no knock to young miami i think on girl code she did the best that she could do but compared to period i think it was more of a jt based album with spurts of miami to give it a little bit of different like a different flavor or a little bit diversity but you didn't mind it because jt would come back and her voice is so distinctive and her delivery is so distinctive and then you go to girl code and it's like young miami featuring jt and i just don't think 
that's how you sell the city girls at this point. Um, and, and, and this is just talking about music alone. I know I watched a couple of interviews with Young Miami and she spoke, you know, she speaks and she says, I'm not a rapper. I never even wanted to rap. She wanted to be an Instagram model, you know? So I know that she's not the rapper, but it was very evident that she was not the rapper on this project. So it was very hard for me to get through. Um, I know that you guys mentioned on the last episode how I was like disappointed in Twerk. Twerk actually is one of my favorites now because so many of the so many other misses on the project. It kind of makes you stick with the song that's been drilled in your head for the past few weeks. Um, yeah, a lot of these just felt like throwaway tracks from Period. I know the 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 single that they have out with Lil Baby. That song leaked before JT went to jail, so I know it's you know it's a lot of older work, and they just tried to put it off as mm-hmm. new work, and it and it showed honestly. So replay value is very low on this project, but I mean it's a couple of it's a couple of joints on there. Act up is a joint. Yeah, act up is a joint. I definitely gave that one added that to the playlist. But oh my god, like you literally said everything I, I felt about this project like it was so evident that JT was missing and I didn't even know that we needed a JT or Young Miami but now I see like nah she's without her there is the girl code is broke because Young Miami her voice is wild annoying on this whole project it's it's, it's very it's very it's very pitchy and it's like you know (sighs) JT comes through and she has like a nice you know you can understand I mean and this is and like again this is no not to Young Miami, I think she's. I think she's doing a great job, honestly, to keep. City she's girls trying to hold it relevant. down. She definitely trying to I hold mean, it down. Good or bad press, they're they're relevant. When JT gets out, she has something to to build off on. So, I commend Young Miami for what she's doing outside the the, the press runs, the tours, all that good stuff. But I think for the substance that many people that hurt period, what they were looking for, we got to get JT out of jail. Yeah, immediately. Maybe. Yeah. When is, when is she, is she supposed to get out? Like first quarter twenty nineteen or something. Yeah, like that? They're, they're saying like late January, early February, and, okay. and which this is what threw me off. So I'm thinking like after Girl Code comes out, I listen to it. I'm underwhelmed. I'm like, they could have just waited because I think P- period came out in May. Mm-hmm. Drake's in my feeling feelings was in the end of June, so that's when they kind of got like boom. They really on the scene, so everybody's kind of going back. If you haven't heard period, you're giving it a try now. And from, I think, J- late June up until Girl Code, which was in November, they dropped four or five videos. I was just like, I thought, and, and then Miami did the, the tour. She found a way to make it be inclusive and not just her on the stage. And I think they had everything going perfect that they, it would have, we could have waited till, you yep. know, late January, early February for new material. I know JT has material because all she's doing is sitting in the cell. So, that's what that's what I want. It's going to be very interesting to see when she does get out of jail how she how if if it had any impact on her at all and her uh, I ability think she's to still write. Talking crazy. <laughs> yeah, true. It wasn't that long. It was like what eight months, if that. Yeah, it was kind yeah, of a drop yeah, in the right. bucket, but still, I mean, you never know. You never free, know. Free Maybe JT. you know. I'm uh, not going to sit here and say free JT because she did the JT. crime, but uh. All right, free, we, free the city girls need her home, right? I was a city girls need her home. So, Sniffles, did did you like city? I mean, uh, girl code, like I I didn't mind it. Uh, it's it, it kind of felt like a little bit of a money grab because, like you said, JT gets out of jail pretty soon. They didn't 
absolutely need to have this album right now and it's not super long it's kind of it's really short so i felt like they could have uh, held over the best songs from this and then put out an actual follow-up to a uh, period with jt out and and put out something a little bit better uh but it's fine like i i know what i'm getting out of the city girls i, I know i'm not getting you know lyrical bars and super introspective stuff it's it's gonna be dance music scamming music fuck niggas music like i i know what i'm getting into so for what it is it was fine for me yeah i mean the subject matter was still there it was just the the, the delivery i think i just had me underwhelmed like yeah. ly- lyrics and quotables and things like that like it was it was content there like from the last album but the the presentation i just wasn't I'm not. I'm not too crazy about it. I still I, give I, a couple I, spins, but I'm not too crazy. I, I agree with. Si. I don't. I don't think they had to do this. They could have waited. Yeah, this definitely could have been a, a February, March, you know, album. You get us get get acclimated with April, and you stick yourself on somebody's tour over the summer and promote, you know, the content. But QC, listen, QC has made millionaires. I just saw P on Instagram give little baby. Uh, um, a Bentley truck or some type of expensive car that I'll never be able to afford. So <laughs> they doing right. some shit right, but I just, I just hope it, it, it. I hope they can continue and keep it up with each and every artist on the on the label. Um. So yeah, moving forward, uh, another, I guess, big release. Well, it became a big release after all the bullshit in the news. Mister Six Nine, or as I just found out, Daniel Hernandez. Um. <laughs> He dropped Dirty <laughs> Boy uh, from yeah. from federal prison. Uh, if you do not know, six nine is being charged with six offenses, which include racketeering, carrying a firearm, assault with a dangerous weapon, conspiracy, uh, and conspiracy murder charges. So a lot of heavy shit. He faces a minimum no notate the word minimum, not maximum, but a minimum of thirty two years. Damn. So uh, and it's and his trial is set for next year, September. Fourth, if I'm not mistaken, so six nine is not gonna necessarily be on our IGs and you know on the internet. He's gonna before be forgotten. We, how, well, well, before we talk about where his where the traject where this leaves his music career, how do we feel about the case alone? Because I'm not gonna lie, I I started to like six nine's music, which made me pay attention to him. And I wasn't too mad at him anymore. Like, I just knew he was a fraud, but it was just kind of funny. He was a funny dude. And so seeing him get sit down for some real shit, like, I, I, I kind of feel bad. It's like, part of me is like, nigga, you knew better. But it's like, damn, I don't really think he knew, like, it would be this, this, this deep. So he didn't, know it was gonna be this, he didn't know it was going to be this serious. And I, I don't know. I don't know much about, like, this case because I don't, I don't follow him on any, like, social medias. I don't really listen to any of his stuff because because i know what it is he's he's essentially he's a troll he's but he's great at what he does he's great at getting people to talk about him he's great at getting people to check out his music or check out anything he does so i mean he's like a golden calf like he's all he's money all day but uh i don't i don't i don't really know much about the case from what i understand it just seems like he was talking reckless like he just talked a little too crazy on the internet and got called up well well, they have been following him since 2000. Well, the gang. So, Treyway, the, it was really focused on Treyway, the gang, which he screams out a lot um, since like 2013. 
um, according to the state attorney or the federal attorneys or whatever, they have a lot of information on 6ix9ine himself. Apparently, there's a, a snitch inside of the circle, a, a confidential informant. So it's a very, it's a very messy, messy, scary case. I, I agree in the sense of his music, 6ix9ine will be forgotten, but I think we'll keep talking about 6ix9ine up until September 4th, um, just with all of the news breaks that are coming out, you know, daily and every other day about this case. Um, I think is yeah, I, I think we're going to be talking about 6ix9ine, but just maybe not the music. But for the sake of this podcast, we're going to talk about Dummy Boy. So did anybody have a chance to listen to uh, Dummy Boy and what were your thoughts? I did. I definitely did. Um, what? Summertime check? I did, check of course. 6ix9ine? I did. Man, yeah. and I'm, I must say, so it's better than the City Girls to me. Um, yeah. we'll, I, we'll, I, we'll agree. We'll agree. I, I definitely will say that. Um, I like, you know, there was a couple songs in there I liked and I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it. But the thing about it is that it's kind of like once you get out of who he is and what he represents and just like the clown stuff that he does. It's like, he got some pops. He got some, some, some club bangers, but you know, I think it's nice to put the album out, but I definitely think it's going to be forgotten. So yeah. Sniffles, you, you listen mm-hmm. to dummy boy. I did. I think the thing that got me to listen to it was actually the track list. He had uh, two Nicki Minaj features and two Kanye West features. And I'm like, how the fuck did tape? He, how do you pull that off? <laughs> Cause that's, I mean, who who does that? How do you get those two features twice? I mean, six uh, nine is he doesn't have content, so you got to fill it up with something. Yeah, and I was also gonna say that the the best things about this album were the features, essentially. Like everybody else had a moment on this album. He had some moments, but I mean, he is what he is. Like he's he's a young kid trying to portray a gang lifestyle. Um, there's some funny funny bars and whatnot. There's a couple like super turned like stupid is a super turned up song that if you're in the gym you turn that on it's, it's go time so i'm not gonna sit here and well let me ask y'all this do y'all think he's talented i think he has a formula of what he does and he does it really really really, really he does well. if you notice the songs are always like four letter words so yeah. he knows just the science of hey, i think he's a marketing putting shit yeah no i agree i agree i think he's really good at marketing himself marketing this image to people who aren't necessarily like you know thoughtful about what he represents people who don't care about the stuff that he says but it sounds good yeah yes yeah Um, i mean he's definitely good at what he does like i mean if i was 16 17 i'd rock with this i'd rock with this real hard but I'm too I'm too old. I mean, we we <laughs> I mean if you think about it as far not necessarily as presentation, but if we think about like con- content and this is no knock on Walker, but like when I was growing up, Walker was like our six nine. It was just the hype nigga that was gonna be screaming on the track and he's screaming his ad libs and I mean he may give you a bar or two, but it's nothing that's like super lyrical that you're like, oh my gosh, like I've never heard anything this clever. So I just, I just look at it as a generational thing. Like he's their, their hype man that, you know, to what the eighties was with the eighties and the nineties was with public enemy flavor. Flavor was like, you know, I mean, I know it's a stretch, but that's just kind of how I see it. Like you're going, you're not going to get the content, but they go- you're getting, you're getting the mood. You're getting the mood that he's trying to portray there. Right, right. Like he's trying to give you like this energy, and he he portrays that on the on a lot of these tracks. Right. So um, I know, you know, summertime. She's all into the bars. Did you catch how 
he would never outside of Fifi, he would never say Treyway on the track. Oh, I didn't. I did not yeah, catch that. Yeah, like he, he yeah. on the he only Treyway was only uh, mentioned one time on this album. I really? Where, when? The, and what song? It's only on Fifi. When in the beginning, oh. when he's like, "It's fucking Treyway." Other than Dang. that, he, and he makes it. He makes you focus on it. Some of the like, I think it was uh, Kika with Toy Lanes, which is the best song on that project. Um, I thought like, that was funny. That that was the that, best song. That's funny. That was that's funny. It's he, funny that he did that. Right, like at the end of he's like, "Oh, I can't say. Oh, we just gonna say another, you know, another T word or something." Yes, like that. so it was fucking target. Yeah. yeah, like it was just. I th- I just thought oh, that was wow. interesting. I just thought it was interesting, like you know, and with knowing like his Breakfast Club interview, he was denouncing everything. So right. I'm like, how like how far along was he playing with this album, or how long did he know? Oh, that, I think he knew. You no know, shit was. Go- I think he knew. I just don't think he knew it was gonna come that fast. Yeah, like, I think he thought he had a couple of months, and you know he could you know change his image up because you saw mm-hmm. that Breakfast Club interview. He's in a, he's in a button up. He got the glasses on, like right. The colored hair is braided back, so you can see his nice six nines on his face. And right, it was, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. say screen uh, free six nine because I don't know all the details of that case. But you know, oh come on, you free JT, you free sixty nine. Free JT ain't say nothing about. I think uh, it's really murder. Like, right. her shit was just fraud. Scam a nigga. <laughs> right. You know, what's so weird about all of this and what I cannot stand is how all of this is, like, on the major gossip platforms. And it's like, I feel like they're trying to feed us this narrative. And I can, it's like, you can clearly see through the shit or the shit that they're reporting. Like, one minute they say, you know, he transferred for protection. Next minute, you know, they're trying to cover it up to where it's like, no, nah, he never requested to move. And every day, it's like a different article. And I'm just like, yo, like, what are y'all trying to feed us right now? Like, I, I, it's, I don't, I don't know. And poor, it's like, I mean, poor academics. It's still fuck academics, but poor academics, because they just oh, yeah. said he was the the, the, the snitch. snitch. And he, I, yo, I sat through a 30-minute live stream of DJ academics talking about the shit. And he was just so emotionally upset. He was so triggered. Like I felt kind of bad, but it's still fuck academics. Like, you know, nah, he DJ put himself, he put himself in that, in that position though. Like he, you know, he wanted to just be seen for clickbait and six, nine gave him that and vice versa. So, Hey, listen, everybody that's been closely attached to DJ academics, bad things happen. So it's fuck academics for that, for that note on that as well. Um, and you know, I don't know. I, I say distance yourself from from academics. This this seems to be the common trend here with these little new rap niggas. <laughs> so, um, but That's I, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say free six nine, but I hope six nine. I, I'm I'm sending prayers to six nine's mental state and his family and his friends and those who are like really really you know even if some of some fans that. Are really really disturbed with this news and the possibility of him, you know, sitting down for a minute. But we got one home. We got Meek Mill home, and Meek went to the studio, and Meek did some some work. He gave us championships. So I, I'm gonna give you the floor. You said you wanted we we needed to deep dive. So tell us what we need to deep dive into with uh, Meek's new album. So I feel like the maturity and Meek's content has to be really highlighted. I feel like I know the hype around the album kind of dampens the listen for a lot of people who are like hip hop nerds. Like I get it, 
But I'm just shocked at how I'm not even like a huge McMill fan. Let me just say that. Let me caveat this with saying I'm not the biggest McMill fan. I'm not rapping wins and losses for for like I'm not that. You know what I'm saying? But I can definitely recognize when an artist has gone who has experienced something and that has taken that experience and put it on record or on wax in a way that's like, damn, I can feel this. Like, I can't relate to what he's talking about. Like he's, he's putting the imagery in his head and I, and I'm just like, yo, I wasn't expecting that. Like that was, that was a good album. Championships was a good album. No, it was was hella samples on there, but I I think that's, yo, that's the first thing I wrote down. I was like top half of album oversampled. Um, You think oversampled? I think he oversampled the fuck out of that album. Hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed the album. I but again I am not a fan of these long albums. So when I saw what he had, it's nineteen tracks. Yeah, about an so hour and seven minutes, something like that. When I see night, when I saw nineteen tracks, I was like, I'm gonna listen to figure out which songs needs to go away, and I'm gonna make my own playlist with a condensed album. Um, so I do think that album could have been a little bit condensed. And then I also, although he's he's he matured compared to a lot of his previous work, I wanted maybe the way he structured the album or ordered the album, I wanted it to be a little bit more cohesive. I felt like we we did a lot of different moods and a lot of different sounds at random times. You know, I kind of like to ride a little wave for a minute and go to something else, but... Agreed. It was, Agreed. I will say it was up and down, but as far as the content, if we don't, if we look at 19 tracks alone, not trying to put them together as an album, I think he did really, 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 really good. Like, really good. He, he surprised, like... I, I'm not a Meek fan, but I have listened to a lot of Meek projects, and I, I can I won't say this is my favorite yet because it just came out, but I could see it being my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely recognize number one in his discography. <laughs> I think I I agree with uh, what Triples was saying just about how there's a lot of really good songs on this on this album, but I don't think it was put together that well. It was a uh, it's a bit all over the place. Um, I thought it was too long. There was a couple of songs which is like, it's a little redundant. Like, I get it. You know Colin Kaepernick. I, you don't need to name drop that dude every song. Like, I get it. I understand that. We, I got the point. That's that's cool. But there's just, there's certain things that was just like, you know, let's, let's move it along here. It doesn't need to be this long. Um, the one thing that did stand out that was awful was that 100 Summer song, the chorus on there. Oh, that was terrible like that was the worst thing i've heard in a long time so outside of that i can't it's hard for me to pinpoint a song that's bad it's just like it's too long it's not really cohesive it's it's a bit jumbled and it's just like let's try to put as much stuff into this album as we can yeah and then you got all the hype beats on twitter just like oh meat mills out of jail he just dropped this this is a classic album this is gonna be a great album blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, all right, all i right, think it, I, I think it missed i think it missed the classic mark but i think it will age well i think this project could put, has the potential to age really well um but i don't mm. i i don't hear classic on that's the, the thing no, that i i well, so I definitely think that it's going to age really well with time. So I'd be really interested to hear this conversation in the next five years because yeah. I think what it is is just a hype around it. So I've heard that like people just don't want to listen to it because everybody's talking about it. But 
Just give it, a, just let it simmer for a little bit and then oh, yeah. get back to yeah, it. We, we, we'll, we'll, I mean, we have to talk about it, you know, when we do our end of the year wrap up. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we'll see, we'll see if it can even last, you know, a couple of weeks because we know how I mean, as much music comes out. Like, sure. I mean, there, 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 there's a, a, a handful of these songs that are going to be like five years from now. We're going to listen to and be like, wow, that was but what good. About the whole like, album? the whole album as a whole, I don't think so. Like if you look, if you listen to a song like "Trauma," I think that's gonna age well. Championships, I think that song will age well. What's free, that'll age well. There's just certain Tracks, moments yeah. on that album where you're just like, "All right, this is this is timeless music." But there's other other songs like the song with Drake and Kodak Black. Like those are good songs for now. But oh, that song with Drake was bad. So let's, yeah, let's let's talk about it. So <laughs> I mean. It, it, that felt forced. That felt forced. Yeah, hella he forced. Had, uh, hella sam- I mean, hella samples, hella features on this album. So he gave us Going Bad with Drake. I think the way, okay, the way that the beef started, the way that the beef ended, the way that they came together, all large, all huge on a hip hop level scale as far as like our entertainment. I'm expecting you guys to come back together on the track and blow me the fuck away. I was highly disappointed with it. Like it's not horrible, but I just was disappointed. I was underwhelmed yet again. Like Yeah, I feel like Drake had to have written those lyrics. Like before maybe it was a question of whether or not Drake wrote those lyrics and now it's like nah nigga you wrote those. It was like Nick do the alley oop and Drake came and did a layup. It was just like what? Yeah. Drake fumbled so it was like he was nervous. Like he was like he was in that Kentucky layup line. Right. Do I wanna sing? Do I wanna rap? What do I wanna do? Do I wanna play do I wanna be the hook? I think Drake trying to make sure that the relationship is, is legit. He like, right. I'm gonna give him one, but I ain't gonna give him one because this nigga may, you know. And he won't out. say nothing that was gonna like spark a fuse. Like he didn't wanna, he didn't wanna have no sneak diss. He didn't want nobody to take it out of context. Yeah, because he ain't got nobody to talk tough to at this point. He making amends with every fucking body. So except for Pusha. All right. Well, yeah, except for the, you know the water incident. <laughs> Um, mm. Another notable feature on there was Twenty Four Seven with LMA. How did how did we like that? Bomb sample Beyonce can't get a hey. LMA can't get really a bad good. thing. Like it was a ba- me. I mean, I'm not gonna call it basic in a negative way, but it was just like a basic ass, you know, little vibe. It but was her. her it was she her sounded vocally strong to me. Like it was just like I, yeah, it was her mind. Like compared to her project, and then listening to her on this, like she just sounded like she matured vocally like she's been taking some lessons or something like she i heard the control um if that makes any sense so i mean when you're singing over beyonce sample kind of got it yeah and since since nikki mick has really been developing really good like for the ladies song (laughs) the glow up is real when you like your ex and glow up. (laughs) Meanwhile, Nikki on the other end is having mental breakdown. Here we go. Here we go. Speaking speaking of Nikki, Meek Meek decided to get at one of Nikki's rivals, well, getting one of Nikki's rivals on the track, uh, Cardi B, on, that was like the third track or something called On Me. So, clearly a club record. We should be hearing this, you know, this weekend, next weekend, whenever you head out. Well, you'll definitely hear it at your New Year's Eve party, but how do we feel about Cardi B and Meek Mill on one track together because I know when this was teased, Twitter had the jokes that it was going to be a very loud track. But I mean, I think they delivered. So how do you guys feel? So I, I, it was good, but I felt like the topic. I, I listened to too many lyrics, man. I be listening to what people talking about. They was talking about two different things. Cardi was talking about money 
and hating as bitches. And then Meek was talking about big booty bitches. Like, I don't know. He said he got, he said that the bitch fit in his mouth. I just want to (laughs) know. Wait, what? (laughs) On that song, he said that a model where somebody spits in his mouth. I think he said he had a bad bitch that spit in his mouth. Yeah, he said. I must have missed that. No, it's like the first opening bar. Like, (laughs) go back. Yeah, he snuck it in there. He he did. He snuck it in there. I thought that was a little little weird, but. Here's the question I asked in the group chat, and this is for open discussion. Is this Meek Mill and Cardi uh, song better than anything yes. that Nikki and yes. me kept no. out. No. I, listen, I, I went back and listened to it today because I wanted to make sure that when I said this, I wanted to be correct. Most definitely, Cardi B and me, that song, that's the song that's going to age well. I, for a person, for personally me, I enjoy All Eyes on You with him and Chris Brown and Nikki. That was my shit. I love that song. I don't think, I don't think no, any of their songs are going to age well. I think this On Me song is going to stick and it's going to go a little bit further than some of the other songs that they had together. So I think ultimately it is the better. Okay, are we are we talking from just their solo albums or are we talking about just songs that they've both been on? No, them two together. Them two like all so of like Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, that, that there changes was another it. one. Uh, Bad For You. She was on Bad For You on that last, I mean on uh, Dreams Worth Money album. I think they had like three or four collabs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Big Daddy was good, but I, I I still like this one with Cardi better. I I'm not willing to say that this is better than uh, anything. Uh, Milk and Nicki and Nicki. Well, you are just, you are a bar, just, so just on the basis that Nicki's a is a better songwriter and better rapper than Cardi B. Oh so come on, but you have yet. but you have to but you have to admit the delivery is better. Just the overall content of the songs are better. Meek Mill's here talking about fucking bitches. Like he's like. He ain't getting no fuck about being in love. And he sounds better in that area <laughs> than he does I mean, when he's talking about being in love. I mean, Nikki could have did that too. If we're being honest. Yeah. Like she could do that. But she, she, but she, did. she had she had like three or four times she didn't deliver. So she no, she did <laughs> It was always yeah, so people like them love. <laughs> they got some other songs. It, it, they're not on their individual albums, but they got some other songs that they did better. Oh, yeah. Life. Well, we'll we'll see. I feel like we will we'll see Nikki and Meek on the track. I think that Meek is very in a forgiving mode in a new phase, so I think he'll, oh, yeah. he'll trickle back and do music. I don't think it's going to be a relationship, but he'll definitely... Yeah, did you see that, that him and the game made up, too? I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, I saw that on my timeline. Someone said that just proves that the game really, like, is sexually in love with Drake. So what? It just kinda, yeah, it was it was jokes and, yeah. Oh, so, wow. Meek, I, I mean, Meek is a new man. He's feeling free. But speaking of free, who last? Well, not last track, but in my opinion, the best track on the album, um, easily, which should have been the last track, if you ask me. But what's free? Um, that had I know I don't know if Facebook caught a hold of it yet, but it had Twitter in a frenzy. I will not lie, I am one of those people that I press play and listen to the whole album, but I skipped to track four or whatever number it. I think it's number four. And I listened to this song, and I listened to this song for about an hour, an hour and a half before I even wow. got to know what it was. First off, I first off on my first listen, I didn't even get to Jay's verse because I was so intrigued with Rick Ross's verse. Like hmm. because Jay's verse was so great, I don't think people really sat down and listened to what Ross was talking about, and he made it a valid point. We do not hear people like most people like, oh, who in your top five? Who in your top three? No one says Rick Ross. Yet Rick Ross is probably one of the most consistent rappers in the game right now. 
And he doesn't I, have. I a, think so, but I would. I will say top five. Top ten, maybe. Top five. Mm. But but okay, ask this question because I've I've heard a ton of artists when I ask this question. When you say, "Oh, who is your favorite rapper?" You've never heard anyone say Rick Ross. No. Like, people will say like, "I like his music; he's really good." But no one says like, "My favorite." You know, you'll hear all oh, my favorites. Big shows. longevity doesn't necessarily people. mean that you're gonna be in everybody's favorite. You might be consistent and good, but that doesn't mean everybody's favorite. Longevity matters though. No, it, it does matter when we're when we're talking about the greats. Yeah. And I and I think eventually we're gonna put Rick Ross to the greats. I just don't think he's he's getting his you know his roses or his flowers right now. Yeah, I I think you can you can consider Rick Ross a, a top rapper right now, like a top ten yeah, rapper. Like I feel okay I, he's, right he's, now for sure. Right now, but for even, sure. But he, I mean, when he he dropped what oh uh, four, I think Port yeah, Miami he, was two thousand four. Like he's from two thousand four to two thousand eighteen, he's been consistent. Like, with 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 every album that he's dropped, he's consistently moving up people's lists like if you're keeping a running tally of like who's the best rappers of this year this year this year every time rick ross drops an album you're like okay i, I gotta move him up okay i'm but, moving him up again okay, you say that and this and by no means am i saying kendrick is like you know i mean rick ross is better than kendrick lamar but you look at a kendrick and kendrick can drop uh, one album and it's like oh shit this top two top three like we talking about longevity we're talking about paying attention to people like People mm-hmm. will give people, you know, people gave Kendrick, not saying he didn't deserve it, but people gave Kendrick this crown and it's like, you didn't even know if he was going to be consistent with it. We had Section 80 and once Good Kid Mag City came out, it was like, oh, this is the number one rapper, you know, we're never going to get, you know, this nah, is the, see, I, the new wave, blah, 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 blah. I feel like people were kind of late on I feel like people were late on Kendrick, honestly, because I, I, well, at least I was, because yeah. I know when, when, Good Kid, when Good Kid Mad City first came out, I was like, yeah. All right, this is fine. And then, like, the singles, it was like, they were okay. And then he, you know, once he once he lost the Grammy to Macklemore, I think that's when people started to really pay attention. Like, all right, how did Macklemore win? Like, let's go check on this on this Kendrick. And people really started to kind of boost him up back then. And, and for Rick Ross, I think when he first came out, lyrically, he wasn't there. Right, like, we can be had, honest about he that. He was, he was, it was okay. Like, yeah, he, he had was a. Doing, he was doing tracks with legends early on, like yeah, who we I mean, that, That's a big deal. That's a big deal. But we we can't act like his his lyrical ability was top tier at that point. It, I think it, and that's and that's the thing that I like about. That's what I appreciate about Rick Ross is you. He's one of the few artists where you can look at and you can say like, okay, every album he's getting better. Like every time you can see the growth in his music, and I I can appreciate seeing that. And a lot of artists, they don't, some artists don't have that. Some artists kind of do the same type of music that worked for them on the last album. They don't really try to flex their Drake. skills or try to get better. <laughs> nah, was- right, well, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, like- no, nah, slander will be tolerated. <laughs> don't hope they will at all. Drop Jeez. one of Clue's bombs. <laughs> Coincidentally, though, December 4th is when I dropped either. Coincidentally, mm. yeah, and we we could have that debate for another day because I how I feel yeah. about Ether in 2018. I know that's and, that's a whole that's a that's, whole episode yeah, right there. We may, yeah, we may have to just do that one day. <laughs> but yeah, but 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 when when Rick Ross first came out, like no one thought he was, no one thought that he was like a great lyricist. No one really probably thought he'd be around as long as he's been around. And the only reason that's happened is because he's gotten better. True, and he's oh. asked the best ear in music probably. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, so Ross gave us that. 
which I thought was immaculate. He made some valid points. And then Meek comes on. So how do we feel about Meek's first on What's Free? I, I, to be honest, not going to lie, getting what I got from Ross, getting what I got from Hove, Meek could have just kind of snuck that on there and just kind of like been on the hook. <laughs> just call it a day, like no verse. I would have been perfectly he, fine. With he it. he probably he probably should have saved that for a different song because it's a, it's a solid verse. But when you're sandwiched between Rick Ross and then that Jay Z verse on the end, you're you're like you're like Big Sean on Control. Like no one remembers Big Sean's verse. They only talk about Kendrick. <laughs> and even then, after they're done talking about Kendrick, they talk about Jay Electronica because he never raps. So Meek Mill is just in a bad spot in this on this song. He's yeah. stuck in the middle of two of the best rappers out, and they came with it. And they I feel came. like he held his own, though. I, I don't know. I, did, I enjoyed it. I mean, he did a good job, but it was just own. like... But I mean, Big, Sean, Big Sean held his own on the control verse, but no one it, talks about it. You know, we talked yeah. about growth, so it was, it was a great thing to hear Meek Mill being able to carry his own, but it was just like... Especially, it was like it was fine up until Jay came on. I think I think Meek, Meek's verse was really okay to me. It was good to me. It wasn't Rick Ross's verse, but it was really good to me until Hope came on. I was like, you yeah. know what? I have to say this because I posted this on my stories the other day. Oh, it's about go. the content of this song as we speak about Nas because I feel like Nas has been saying this kind of he been speaking this gospel the whole time and when nobody been what, listening to Nas. What did I respond? You you can't this with this especially what with this era and then just with people alone. It's all about what I can see. I'm not saying that Nas ain't never spit the shit that Jay spit earlier. I think he, I, I well I'm not even gonna say I think I know he did. But you go to a West Free verse and Jay's talking about, oh, I got Duce, I got uh, Ace and Spade, I got all of these things. I can, I can, I can Google it. I can look up and see whenever Jay's around. These things are in front of him. Nas is preaching to me about ownership and all these things, and, and he has that because he's you be investing. You, you, but, but this is my thing. You don't show me you, you what you do a, a funky ass Hennessy commercial. I already been drinking Hennessy, so it ain't doing that for me. You get a bevel blade. You know, like your investments, yeah, you, you got them, but it's like, how are you presenting them this to me? This just sounds like hate. I'm it's not, not. It's not hate. Hate would me. Hate would be me saying, "Fuck no, Nazi never say no shit like that." I'm just telling you, he he did it first. But what I'm telling you, what what people are, people are what, what they see. We say, okay, we, I can I can agree there. You, I can you, agree if you there. in a bad relationship, right. if a nigga keeps saying, "Oh, I'm gonna do better," you like, no, show me better. So my thing is with Nas. If you've been saying this shit and you want the respect for us, show us this. Show us this. Like, yeah. we, ain't we, nobody we need to I don't think it's words. necessarily about that. I just think that Jay-Z just has the cool factor but the same way that Biggie that? had the cool factor. I and mean, Pac, some people Pac just got still, it. And Pac was still talking similar shit as Nas in certain aspects. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, what's Nas's excuse? Like, everybody loves, to, like, and this is not me taking away from Nas's uh, artistry. I think he's an amazing artist. I fucks with Nas. I fucks with Ether. I rapped, I rapped Ether really hard in the car last week. But <laughs> it's like, at some point, Nas gotta want fucking better. You know what I mean? Like, everybody is he else. the LeBron e- of the rap game? <laughs> Who? Is he the LeBron of the rap game? What? Nas or Jay-Z? What? Nas. Nas is the Tim Duncan of fucking rap, and let me oh, tell you come why. On. Wait, because we what? know Tim, we know Tim Duncan is an amazing player. Tim so Duncan we gonna act like awarded, LeBron? But nobody don't... wants to watch you. Okay, if I gave you two tickets and I say you want to go watch LeBron play or do you want to go watch Tim Duncan play, you are gonna damn sure go watch LeBron because you are gonna get more action. Absolutely. And that's what it comes. To, I mean, that's what it boils down to. Two great players, both decorated. 
but one is just a little bit more. I, more people can relate to one side than the other. All right, all right, all right. You, I can, I can give you that. Maybe tend up. I say, LeBron, as Marcus goes on a tangent about my remarks yeah, play, about explain, LeBron. Explain the LeBron James Nas combat. because because LeBron James is lacking in championships the same way that Nas is lacking in cool three, factor. Three six months here. <laughs> so it's like. I mean, LeBron is a great player, just like Nas is a great rapper. But Jordan and Kobe got the rings, just like you know Jay Z got the got the status, got the money, got the wife. Got if the- it, see, if you're if you're gonna do that, I would compare Nas to more of a Chris Paul type because Chris Paul has zero rings. Like LeBron has three or rings. Like, he still got no. Some let's rings. get Paul Pierce because Nas yeah, still Paul, got Paul Pierce. Nas, Nas, Nas is still, but not okay. Okay, again, but Nas, Nas is still Nas in a conversation. There we go. Boom. No. Pause. What? Okay, now you're bugging. You're bugging. Nas I'm not going into this conversation. I'm not one, going into this conversation. One universal yeah. classic album. He has a he has a lot of great albums, but he has one universal classic. You're bugging. What yeah, other ones? Are I, think, yeah, I think he has. Are you you're talking about uh, Illmatic? Yes. I'd say Stillmatic. Stillmatic. It was great. Really Thank you. Thank, you know what? I'm not even about to address this coming from somebody who is. I'm. I'm. Listen. We we can't veer off from the sports because that that'll that'll take yeah. me somewhere I'm, else. I'm just I'm <laughs> just telling you what everybody else see. But all right. Getting getting back to the the man of the day, the man of the hour, the oh man of the God. lifetime. Hove. I'm, I'm so silent. Hove, Hove comes on the track right, and Young Tribbles is in her bed, got the Bluetooth speaker mm. bumping. Yes. And he comes on and. It was the subtle, like it was how he hopped on the track and he did like the subtle talk, and I was like, "Oh shit, Hove really may be in his bag." And by the time he got to the "Come on, man," when he was like really about to go to fuck in, I had like two tears coming down each of my eyes. Like this nigga has done it again. Like Jay Z killed this verse. Like Beyond killed it in my in my humble and I'm right opinion. Um, but I think. A lot of us, well, I won't, and when I say us, I'm just talking about music listeners, not us music nerds on the podcast. A lot of us wasn't really listening to what he was saying. I think we, I know for me, I tweeted at 12.01, <laughs> I tweeted the the percentage breakdown that he did on the, on Twitter. And so I get all these retweets. Like it kind of, it, it's semi-viral. It wasn't really, really viral, but it was semi-viral. And so many people was like, oh, that's goat talk, cloth talk. Like that's why he's my favorite rapper. And I'm like, damn, did niggas can like I saw like maybe two lines, I mean two tweets that was just like, oh, but he said so much more than this. But everybody else was just like so in love with the numbers breakdown. I'm like, did niggas really listen to what he said? Because that number breakdown was some minuscule shit. It just was dope to kind of type it out and see how his money is somewhat coming in with his with his investments. But my nigga, like, he really compl- he compared himself, he compared himself to a runaway slave, honestly. If you listen to it. But I can go on all day about Hope and how great this verse is, but let's get subjective thoughts and opinions from you guys. I mean, there's no denying that that verse, there's no denying that, you know, it, it was better than everybody else on the track, but Jay-Z been talking this though. Like talking this for 20 plus years. So the content for me, the verses for me was no much different than something he's spitting on, you know, Volume one, like, hey, this is whole. This is Jay Z. This is Jigga. Like, this is who I who I know to be. 
Um, so it's not a shocking to me more so it's just it's nice to see somebody who is at almost 50 years old to still be able to rap like that like well, let me let me say this because I actually saw that this is only Joe Budden's podcast um, and I think it was Maul that said it and it was like only niggas in hip hop acting like getting old is a bad thing like Getting old means you, you should well you, well. you should technically be getting better as you get older, and get you know you should be able to deliver these type of verses when you've been in the game for so long. I think we just see like athletes like what if an athlete is forty nine, if, if LeBron James is forty nine trying to come on a, on the court, we like get this old bum ass nigga out here. But I think it's okay for old niggas to still rap. I mean, of course, the new niggas is going to determine the sound, but it's okay if old niggas want to rap. So yeah, no, it is. I don't, who, no, 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 it wasn't no dig at you. I just think like a lot of people's like, oh, and he's almost fifty. I'm like, yeah, the nigga been. I've heard like, that. If if I like, I don't know if I type my name over and over every single day. No one. And I just get better every every. Like yeah. I'm gonna be a beast the next, you know, in fifty years. No like, one has doing. done in hip hop what Jay Z has done when it comes to maturing and still being in the game. There's not a fifty year old rapper or a rapper who had reached fifty years old and that still could captivate the mass amount of people that Jay-Z does. Like, he's he's still pop culture. He's still a major influencer. Like, when yeah. LL Cool J, when, you know, Rakim and all those cats hit 50, it was a rap. They time was They called me Big LA. <laughs> right. I mean, you got kind of stuff like that where it was like, all right, it's time to hang it up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was... That's the worst hip-hop intro. That's the worst hip-hop intro all the time. So. But, I mean, you know, when you, when, you, when you think about it, she'd be like, damn, that's tight. And that lets other people know that it could be done. You just got to be good. So, so shout out Sniffles. To- sniffles, what, what, what was free for you about Jay-Z? Um... I think what's easily the best best thing on this album, the best verse, uh, the the content is there, the the way the delivery is there. Um, I, the thing that kind of stood out to me was the fact that he felt the need to hop on Twitter, which he never does to Yo, clarify that verse. So I was like, "Come on, man!" Like, just because he did that, niggas, he did that like he did that less in in less than twenty four hours. Had to go to Jay Z get the password. Exactly, he felt the need to clarify, like, "No, I'm not dissing Kanye on this song." And I'm just like, like I and I heard the verse and like I got it. I'm like, "All right," like they're trying to pit pit these two against them because they you know have because differences of opinions or whatever. It's because journalists that don't happen to look like many, like any of us, get they go listen to rap music and they hear Kanye or they they hear that complexity and then he follows the bar up with like my house is bigger, nigga. He talking about Trump, like he's saying his house is bigger than the White House. Like yeah. I don't know how many people didn't catch a lot of it. Yeah, you could. I, I didn't catch that. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't catch. I didn't catch that. I mean, I mean, Jay and Trump have been going at each other for a very like for a good little minute ever since Jay aligned himself with Obama. So, I mean, I I see how some people got it to try to spin it to Kanye, but I'm like, yo, if you just like, I I did listen to it like for an hour straight, but if you keep listening to it, it's like that. It was like that little bar and a half was Kanye, and then like the rest of it was Trump and all the other foolishness. Because again, he is being a you know he's talking about how we call Kanye a slave he's talking about how he is not a slave and Trump's the you know essentially the master and 
you know, some of Kanye's yeah. demise. What I thought was really interesting is how he compared him and Kanye to um, Mike and Prince. It's, it was dope to hear that. Yeah. No, like, I, I think... It, it, but, but it was also funny because then people was like, well, who is Prince and who is Michael? And I'm like, no, like, do y'all understand the story of how, like, the entertainment industry pitted those two together? Right. Like, you know, so I, I think I do I think this this verse should be in conversation for a verse of the year? Yes. Here's my issue and this kind of leads into the Roses segment that I'm gonna give to Jay-Z today. Um, I don't think niggas be really listening. And not and not us, not the music nerds, not, you know, s- certain hip-hop bloggers or certain music lovers, but I think the casual listeners. So, um, this week's Roses goes to my favorite, the greatest of all time, um, Sean Corey Carter. Um, now, before I get started, I understand that this may come with some criticism because Jay-Z falls in you know, into like the favorites of some of our favorite rappers, um, you know, whether it's top three, top five. So a lot of people are probably listening, thinking like Hope gets his flowers. He probably gets his flowers daily if he opens his Twitter app. Um, but I don't truly believe that the masses, and again, that's excluding, you know, the nerds and people that really, 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 really love hip hop and music in general. Um, I don't think they give Hove his credit as a lyricist. Um, we know that Hove is a great rapper, so yes, I do distinguish a rapper and a lyricist as two different things. Um, that he's a good performer and he has a good ear for production, but I do think Jay-Z is often left out when we discuss his pen. Um, you talk lyricists, you may hear people talk about Nas, you know, as Summertime brought up earlier. Um, we talk about Eminem, especially the fact that he watched him on Renegade, and even we talk about Kendrick. Um but where is truly the love for Hove's pen? And before I continue, Marcus put it in our group chat. And a lot of people have said it once I've been vocal about it, is that Jay-Z is the first and only rapper in the Songwriter Hall of Fame. So I understand that's probably all the validation that he needs or that anybody would need. Uh, but as a Jay-Z stand, I watched the internet go up for a verse, which it deserved. Uh, but the comments I saw like about the verse led me to believe that sometimes like y'all fools really don't listen to music y'all just skim through it and it's like with uh double and sometimes triple entendres in his music he has the ability to change the meaning of a verse like multiple times using the same words like it's impeccable and it's like no way you heard that what's free verse one time and understood it it's i mean like it's it, it to me the kind of rapper that jay-z is there's no way you understood that that's why you have to kind of get into it um, and, you know, as I said, the content of what's free, like the verse aligned with every single subject that was discussed in, in uh, 444, like in that album where we saw casual listeners, a lot of the music blogs, um, a lot of just random blog sites just denounced that album and, and diminish its worth to just uh, him admitting to cheating on Beyonce and money phones. Um, and I feel like Hope has been giving us keys since 96 and. Not just, I mean, basically the, the the shit that he told us on Coward Tracks. He's been really giving us like keys, and it's not it's it's time to stop acting like just because he dumbed down his music. You know, they well, I think that was on like the Black album. He said he dumbed down his dollars and doubled. I mean, dumbed down for his audience and doubled his dollars. Like, let's stop acting like he's not up there uh, with the top lyricists. Now, excuse me. Um, 
Well, still, like, I guess as far as, like, being up there with his content, I think what makes Jay-Z's pen even more impeccable is that he can move and he can shake with the time. So when the, when the young niggas set the trends, like, Jay-Z can still come on and he can hop on the track, and it doesn't sound like he's outdated or he doesn't need to be there. Um, but it's a real, like, for the casual listeners, in, in closing, for the casual listeners, it's time to get inside, get into the B side of Jay-Z. I know... Everybody loves Song Cry. You like H to the Izzo. You like I Just Want to Love You. Like Everyone loves the singles, but it's time to get into the B-side cuts of the projects. He has 13 albums for a reason. It's, stop, it's, it's time to stop letting the internet create this narrative that he was washed or he never had content up into, well, content up into this nature um, of the Wet's Free Verse. Um, I just want Hope to know that a number of people including Summertime, even though she's like a non-stand, that we respect his pen and not his pen in the business deals or the pen and the fact that he's married to Beyonce or the pen and the fact that he's like with got like a million endorsements, but the fact that we just fuck with his pen. So in closing, I want to give my roses to Sean Coy Carter and his pen in quotation marks because we do know One Take Hove still exists. So yeah. That's the roses of the street. I mean, I can't really say much more after that on Jay Z. Right, exactly. Uh, like, I, you know, truth can hold it down. Yeah, I, I will say this as far as like uh, older rappers being able to still be relevant. Um, who do you think is older between Jay Z, LL Cool J, and Busta Rhymes? Isn't Busta older? Busta Rhymes is 46. Oh, wow. 46. Crazy. Like he's a few years younger than Jay-Z it, and, and nobody's checking for Busta Rhymes right now. Did so Jay-Z it's not, battle Busta Rhymes in high school? Or was it LL? He battled one of them two in high school. I think it was I mean, LL or Big L. No, it was, it was, no, it was either LL or Busta. And I gotta go Google it. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that it's, it's not about age, really. It's about talent and ability. And Jay-Z still has it. And yeah. there's there's younger rappers than him that aren't relevant and haven't been relevant for a while. And he's, like you said, almost 50. And he, he arguably had the best verse of the year. Um, so I know it was Busta Rhymes. And I it think, was Busta? Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I don't know, that, that rant, it just came out of a place where like people that I follow, that I literally watch trash his last album, um, and then, like, they're, like, the, one of the first people I see, like, oh, my gosh, this is out, I mean, verse of the year. And I'm, like, nigga, you just told me last year that all this shit that, he, like, granted, he spread it out over a 13-track album. But he said all of this shit. It was, no, it was nothing new that was delivered to us from Jay-Z that we haven't heard before. Now, how he delivered it, yes. But what he was saying, the content? We've been getting this. Magna Carta was this. Honestly, Kingdom Come up into this, I mean, up into this verse, that's what Jay- Jay-Z has been talking about. Jay-Z's the goat. Yeah. I mean, that's that news. I'll die, but, I'll die on that one. <laughs> hey, look, the goat. So, since we talked about the goat and it's Hope Day, shout out to the Rock, Rock Nation, all my family, do say, everybody. Um, since, it's, you know, we talked about the goat, we talked about the legends, I want to take this little section to talk about albums or projects that we ran into from, you know, those people that they're not on Hove's level yet, or they're not even on Rick Ross level where they're in our top tens or even our top 15. So I know Marcus, you want to talk about one album in particular. So I'm going to give you the floor. 
Okay. Uh, the album I wanted to talk about was Ox Oxnard, uh, the third album in the trilogy from Anderson Pack. This he started out with Venice, then went to Malibu, and now he's in Oxnard. And this guy, this this is he, he's he's that guy. He's the one. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. he's the one. Like he is. He's something that you can't really you can't put this guy in a box because on one hand he he can sing. He's not the greatest singer, but he can hold a tune. And then he's on songs rapping. Like he was on the double XL freshman cover as a rapper. He plays instruments. He can dance a little bit, but he's super entertaining. He's very original in his sound. Like no one's making the type of music that he's making. Um, I, I pretty much spent the day like just writing notes about this album and just, it's great. Like I could, it, it, I can go, I can go through song by song of what I like about each, each song and like how it made me feel and the, the best things about it. Like the transitions, um, the content, just the vibes of the whole song. Like, the the thing that I like about uh, artists from California, like the best ones, they really make you feel like you're in California. Like I've that's, that's I've been valid. I've been I've been on the West Coast like one time, but never really got to get that full experience. But I feel like just listening to artists like Anderson and, and Vince Staples and YG J Rock, I feel like I'm in California, and he really gives that off. Um, it's he, he explores a lot of different types of sounds. There's a lot of cinematic feels. There's some like jazz or some funk. There's some hip hop. There's like black exploitation sounds. There's just, it's so much stuff and it all just flows together. It's, you don't get bored with it. Like it's, everything is, is, is fresh. And so it's, that's what it is. It's a breath of fresh air, honestly. So, for our listeners who they still may be a little shaky, like, I don't know, I want to try one or two tracks out. What are you telling them to listen to? Ooh. Well, I mean, it, I guess it's hard to to recommend. Like, the, the song that I would recommend is probably a song that they've heard. It's probably the 10th song, the single with Kendrick. But okay. if you want to kind of, if you want to get a feel for what type, what type of person Anderson Pack is, I would probably go with Headlow, the song right before Tense. But then you have to listen to Tense also <laughs> because the 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 little the the skit between uh Headlow and Tense makes Tense a way better song. Cuz like when I was listening to to Headlow, I was like, "All right, this is this is that classic Anderson Pack that said nasty shit that he be, you know, rapping and singing about." And then the skit came through. I was like, "Oh, okay." This is what we're doing, and then he went straight to tense. And I was like, "This is perfect. It, it goes perfect together. Like this is crazy." So that's that's what I, those two songs together, back to back, is is it's what he is. I think the only person that I would compare him to that would be kind of on his level is maybe like, Childish Gambino. No, I was gonna say Janelle because no? she plays. No, she Childish plays Gambino is great. But she he he doesn't play instruments like like they oh. do. They're like classically trained in this stuff. Like Childish Gambino is up there. I, I would give that's a good that's a good uh, suggestion. But 
just the fact that Janelle Monet like plays the guitar, like legit plays that. And there, there was there was one song I was listening to it. Uh, what was it called? It was called Anywhere. It has Snoop Dogg. Oh, on Snoop it, Dogg, that's my joint. Which is super super West Coast. And I was I was listening to it, and it got to the chorus, and I was like, man, this shit sounds like something Bruno Mars would write. This sounds like a Bruno <laughs> Mars song. And I promise you, I promise you, I went to to Wikipedia and I looked up this song and Bruno Mars is a writer on this song. And I was like, this is this is fucking crazy. Like, I'm I'm glad that they were able to come out with something together because they did go on tour together. So that was that was that was a plus. And uh, he he he's going on tour and the tickets are going on sale on Wednesday. I am going to see this guy in tour. I was gonna say, like, are you going? I'm going to see this guy because I, I have to I have to hear this music live because there's a lot of live <laughs> instrumentation on it and he's a live performer like he legit plays the drums out there and I want to see that I want to experience this so and 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 it's it's kind of like a, a little bit of payback for me because I had an opportunity to see Bruno Mars and I didn't so like now I'm just to the point where I'm like if I get a chance to see somebody that I want to see I'm gonna go see them and I am not missing this Anderson Pack tour. I'm not. I'm gonna go see it. It's in Atlanta, so I'll be there. Shout out to the and it's, and it's and it's right before my birthday, so that's even better. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Make make that move. Yeah, but I would put this this would be I mean it's it I mean I've it just came out like what two weeks ago. This is this is a top five album to me already. Like that's oh, how wow. much I enjoyed it. Me, that's how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm no, talking it's a really like, good album. I'm talking, I'm talking about in general, like not even like just hip hop or R&B. Just overall, this is the top. The five only album. thing I will say before the track with um with Pusha T, like you get a couple bangers in there. You got the tents with Kendrick Lamar. You got a couple other good songs, but really after the track with Pusha T, from then on is literally flawless like there's no skips there's there's literally like a replay for i think it's maybe like track five or track six so you just replay it and then the track before that is like the one with Nicki minaj he really could have kept that one um but other than that i totally agree with you like it's definitely a, a contender for like top albums but it's hard 2018 was a crazy year so i don't want to say top five it's a great it's but, a great year. uh it's definitely a great album and but, I, I definitely go back to it often and and he he has shown growth as far as like his his content because like before he was just talking about you know just having a good time you know getting out with these women and all this stuff but now he's talking about like you know the president he's talking about uh, gun control you know uh, legislation stuff like that so he's 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 saying some things he's trying to get his voice out there and say something with some meaning but he also has that that funky like we're just out here trying to have a good time type music and i like the balance that he that he brought to this i i like the track he dedicated to mac miller too like i thought that was a really cool and just dope way to show his love for his friend who passed like um, yes and, and it and was interesting to see his perspective the the thing that really kind of was eye-opening about that song is when he said he said, how do you tell a nigga slow down when you're living just as fast as them? Right, and when he said right. that, I was like, that's that's a good point. Like, you're out there living that same lifestyle, but you want, how do you tell someone to be like, hey, man, you might want to chill when you're out there living that same lifestyle? And that kind of shows how how difficult it is to be, you know, a rock star out there. Like, it, it ain't easy. Everybody's out here doing it. And then 
you know, everybody ain't gonna live like everybody can't survive it, and and Mac didn't, and maybe hopefully this is a an, an eye opener for for Anderson, and maybe he tries to slow down a little bit, but it's 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 tough. It's it's <laughs> tough. To, it's tough. It's tough to slow down. They're out there living a fast, fast life. Right. And I hope they do because I I I don't want to like nobody wants to see good musicians like go out early you know nobody wants that cool so so what i mean what were you listening to what's the what's the the Um, album you want to put on your platform the album that i want to highlight is this album called noir by shmino he's actually shout out to st louis he is an artist out from st louis um a lot of people in chicago know of him because he had moved from st louis to chicago to really get put on uh, but I, I heard of him last year in like, I don't know, maybe third, second, third quarter. And he put out the album Black Swan. And I was like, oh, okay, this kid is kind of cool. Like, and I, you know, started peeping his music and he started um, kind of popping up on some stuff like Saba and so on. But the latest um, album he has, Noir, is like, it's, it's a great album to just like sit back and vibe to. It's a mix of genres. So, I guess you could say he's a singer, but he's kind of like a rap. I mean, it's it's kind of like that in-between feel of like singing and rapping. Like y'all know how things like merge yeah. these days. So, but I enjoyed it because it's a different sound. Like it is a completely new way for me to enjoy music. And I always enjoy artists who can expose me to a different sound or a different methodology. So really similar to like Anderson Park, where they just have their own unique voice. Um, when it comes to music, I enjoyed it. I, so I, I sat what's with the standouts? What are the standouts, or what, like what songs should people go listen to? Man, I like Clink. It's one of those albums like you really just gotta play all the way through. But I really like Clink. Um, Z4L is definitely one of my top songs as well. Um, and then he has a song with uh, Dreezy called Fenty Sex, which oh I love. Oh my nigga, Dreezy, I love Dreezy. Which I love. I'm um, to that when we get off yes, now. it is such a good <laughs> song. But honestly, like it's a it's a long it's a long project. Um, eighteen tracks, so it's Ooh, not. not yes, yeah, I know <laughs> it is. It is one of those albums that you you kind of got to sit with for a little while, maybe break it up into pieces. I've actually been listening to music a lot more as I work out at the gym. So I was able to get through this as I was lifting. Um, and because it has such a consistent kind of vibe to it, it's not too up and down. I, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So shout out to St. Louis, um, being that I live here. You know, I'm sure a lot of people uh, will appreciate that. Um, I think for me, my album, so I'm taking a whole different approach. I was listening to some trap shit, some street shit. Um, <laughs> y'all know I'm a huge fan of Quality Control, the label. And so Lil Baby dropped his album. So if people have not realized or peeked it out, QC is kind of doing their good music vibe before the fourth, qu- fourth quarter. They have a fourth quarter takeover. So um, each of the Solo Migos, so, uh, pro- Solo Migos Project, City Girls, um, Yachty, and then now Lil Baby. Um, he dropped Street Gossip. I thought I thoroughly enjoyed the project. Um, it's a condensed project, so it's only 13 tracks, which makes me like think, what the fuck really was Quavo doing? Because Quavo is the only one of these QC releases to have 19 tracks. I think the longest album potentially was the City Girls, and I think they had maybe 14 or 15. Um, but I think honestly, Street Gossip is the better, the best release 
um, fourth quarter release from QC up until we get this offset project that will come next Friday. So, um, and just from looking at Instagram and kind of like Snapchat stories and things like that, the way they're going about, about doing like industry promo of offsets album, I think they really, really believe in this project. And this is the last one of the bunch. Um, so I'll be interested to see if offsets album goes above little baby, but really think it was a dope project, strong and sensible features. He didn't really, he didn't really do anything too, too different as far as grabbing um, artists. He did have a Meek Mill fe- feature, which I did think was different, but it worked um, just in the sense of what they both talk about in subject matter. Um, if you are one of those people that cannot get with the little baby movement and his style of rap, I just say go in and listen to Realist In It um, that has Offset and Gucci Man on it as well. And yeah, that I don't know. I think it, it took a minute. It took a minute, but I think I'm really, really open to this this style of little baby rap. I think I think Sai, you would enjoy this in the gym. Not listening for bars, but just the intensity and keeping your heart rate up. So I will say I listen I so okay, so I did try to listen to it, right? Um just like in the gym. I couldn't really I don't know. I, it was cool, but I couldn't really get into it until I got into the car. And when I played in the car, I was like, okay, now I see. So tomorrow I'm going to go back to the gym and I'm going uh, to give it a spin with a different ear. Because I think that was the wrong first time for me to hear Lil Baby's album. I think I, <laughs> I should have listened to it in the car Yeah, he's a car. Really I appreciate think he's a, a- uh, car or if you got the beats like huge over your headphones because yeah. a lot what plays into a lot of these southern artists before you even try to focus or think about what they're saying you have to be drawn into the beat because that's what they want they want you to oh, be yeah. hypnotized by that beat and so they mm-hmm. do a lot of big drums 808s and shit and to be able to feel that now you're interested in hearing like okay how can I how can I rap along on this hard ass beat Lil Baby is the kind of artist that I play when um when I when I got the aux cord and I'm like at some house party and I'm yeah, like I don't yeah. and I know niggas don't want to hear like the deep nah shit so I'm like damn I gotta go play <laughs> yeah, something. I wish I would be able to kick back in here like unless you're gonna play you owe me with genuine. Little baby, right? Little baby is like in the top ten like first plays of the night. I'm like all right, I gotta set the tone for the ratchet, you know. So quality control is like the new label go to like, yeah. you know you they don't get the the party vibes, they got right? they, they have each sector on lock they got the women they got the street niggas um uh, they got the teams with yadi they signed uh Stephon don so they'll have a solo rap uh artist then uh i think they also signed a guy named jordan howard he's a white rapper so they're literally interesting cornering they're, they're taking a different approach and taking over each lane of you know said part of hip-hop so Shout out to QC and Coach K and Pete. Um, so because we haven't been together for like a while, um, we low-key, like we missed it, but we really didn't miss a beef with Jordan Lucas and, and Tory Lane. So did you guys have a chance to check out all four tracks? Because I, I just found out it was like a fourth track today. There's a fourth track? Yes, What's four. the fourth track? Uh, the, that Jordan Lucas? The, well, it's, it's two apiece. So um whatever the what was it lucky you freestyle whatever lucky they, you tory lane's lucky you freestyle joined right and then he, did, then he did uh liddy Liddy again liddy liddy again right and then zizi so it's four ZZ, tracks. yes yeah, yeah. four yep. tracks in the saga yeah i heard uh, zizi he could have so, kept zizi 
Did <laughs> so? Did you listen to all four, Marcus? No. No. So, nope. Okay, Why not? So, Sai, who won? You listen to all four. Who won? Oh, who won? Uh, who won? So, thanks. So, I was with. I, I was definitely with Tori. I mean, not Tori. Um. Jordan Lucas. I think Jordan Lucas is up next. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan. Like he's one of my favorite new artists. But ZZ, he could have kept it, so that kind of knocked them down for me a little bit. So now I think they're even. Because before I, I was on Joyner's team. But I gave it to Joyner. This is why I I hate. I think the subject matter on the ZZ beat was great. It was what it was the punch. It was needed. But the beat a beat can change anything. You have a trash beat. I don't give a fuck what you're saying because I like I personally don't like this easy beat with Kodak them on it. I didn't like it when it was trending on Twitter. I just it's just the beats doing too much and no and I haven't heard a rapper get on it and sound good on it. So I'm just over the beat itself. So it was very hard for me to listen to that and try to figure out how he punched back. But I I did I listened to it and I think he had him. If we just going straight lyrics. I think Joyner had had Tory, and he had receipts. So I'm always a fan of a good receipt. Um, yeah. So I mean, from the three songs or two songs potentially you heard, Marcus, did you think it was a winner? That's why you didn't go listen to. Was it right? I was say was it worth it to you? <laughs> I I'm just not too interested in Tory Lanes, I guess. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know he got bars though, right? You know he can really rap. Yeah. Hey, Joyner said Joyner said other people be writing this shit though. Oh. Yeah, like I like I know of of uh, Joyner Lucas and uh, Tory Lanez, and I tr- I tried to listen to one of Tory Lanez's album. I just was like, well, it's not for you. He's a uh, very not, teeny, not be he has a, yeah he has a very teeny boppy um, feel to like his albums. But check out his mixtapes though, like Chicks Tape. He got a series called Chicks Tape. Check that out. There's just a whole bunch of samples. So if you like old it music, <laughs> just but I like it. You'll be it's intrigued so by the beats and then listen to the. Words. Hey, why you hating no slip? I'm a sample. Wait, kind of why would I be? Why when I'm critical and I just give honest opinions? Like oh, it troubles me. Hating. Tori, cool, but I mean, let's just. So you didn't. Like you're, you're not. You're not. You, I don't press play on text tape for Tori. I'm like, oh, let me see how he flipped this sample. Like, come on. Like, yeah. You're not, you, I'm not. Cry, He's I'm really not crawling to listen to him. I'm crawling to listen to what he you know what he thought up in his head and, and decide to deliver um hey just like dj but, luke nasty if you can flip it right yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm luke wanna... nasty actually stole a song I'm gonna, I'm gonna sing you the two things he stole a song from like oh three oh four when i was like ooh, coming up but um today so i thought we were going to get grammy nominations and we were going to talk about that today and i was gonna be so happy because i know that the one uh beckley's aka cardi b is gonna get a lot of nominations and piss Nicki minaj off so i was gonna be so excited for that but they decided um unfortunately due to the passing of uh the old bush not the one that we grew up with but the but his daddy he passed away a couple of days ago and so his funeral is tomorrow and they decided to be respectful, I guess, and make us wait to Friday. Did you know that tomorrow's going to be a national holiday now? It's National yeah. Day of Mourning. That's and so guess who still has to go to work tomorrow? So fuck yeah, that I know. Well, yeah, for sure. And, <laughs> you know, well, government, just, for, government facilities are closed down. That's just so rude. Like, what if, you, what if you're going to go pay a bill tomorrow and like now right. Wednesday is just that's trash. Down. Yeah, but, but since we didn't get the nomination, um, I guess we can kind of guess and then kind of confirm it on Friday. So 
with the big four, and for those who don't know, the big four are the album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, and best new artist. Um, who do we think will get um, like nominated? I guess from the, I guess we can look at it from an overall perspective if you're re- very inclined and in tune what's going on in other charts. But when I wrote this question down, it was specifically for rap and R&B. But feel free to just answer. So for best new artist, um, please note that Cardi B, Post Malone. And Triple X, XXX, Tentacion, they are not eligible for Best New Artist this year. So mm-hmm. with that being said, who do we have for Best New Artist? Or who do we think will be nominated? Not necessarily win, but nominated. Because mm. should, I, should I go first? Because I have, I have two people for Best New Artist. Who is new? I, Who's eligible? LMA, it's hard to, t- it's LMA, hard to, LMA it's hard to tell who's new these days. It's hard to tell right. like what quantifies as a new artist when you know you've been, you know, making music for years and then all of a sudden you're a new artist now. Yeah, well, I like Cardi, Cardi B is, wasn't. She wasn't nominated last year, right? No, she definitely was. Bodak Yellow was nominated last year. No, I'm talking about for best new artist. No, it. I I was reading the notes. It said something about like once you're like nominated in another major category or something you can't then be nominated for um best it, it was some weird like grammy talk I, I didn't understand it but they said that those three couldn't be in the in the mix so i was like well who i kind of was like you guys like who the fuck is new and then i right. found out boot up so lma and i said georgia smith because i think she like Georgia Smith is the kind of music that the Grammy that the Grammy uh the Recording Academy listens to. Like they give those albums a try. So I could pop, potentially see um those two kind of coming in in the R and B sector for best new artists. Mm, no, yeah, agree, disagree. I I can ride with that. I think yeah. uh, LMA had a super big year as far as like popularity goes, and I think. Georgia Smith's album, actual the actual project was actually great. It's a great album. It just she didn't really have a song that popped though. Like yeah. Ella Mace. she didn't have she didn't have a boot up. You know, I don't I don't for the Grammys they're so selective about who they give that to the new artists, and I don't know if I mean I know she's she's on all the syndicated radio stations, but I don't know if she's reached the Grammy status yet. Even though she's really good and she's super popular, "Boot Up" was a big song. Boot that, that matters. Big but song. Boot Up, Boot Up did it, and it, and it did get into the the top forty box. You know what I'm saying? Like on the on the top forty stations. So mm-hmm. I, I I think, and then she's not from America. You know they you know they love to go mm-hmm. overseas and get a motherfucker to give them an award. So I. I don't know. I think LMA. I think she. I think one. She's gonna get nominated. I think she has potential to win it. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious I think she has to a see. Strong potential to win it. Um, I, and and to note really quick, they moved the nominees from five. So the big four categories previously had five nominees. Now they're moving them to eight. Just to note that. So it's gonna be harder for people to win, but more people will be nominated. Yeah, I'm curious to see who's nominated for best new artist because I. I honestly, I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain trying to think of who was new in 2018 or right. Like I, I got nothing honestly. Like especially like for rappers, like I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, we shall see on Friday. Um, what about record of the year? And so for our listeners, because it's record of the year and song of the year, record of the year. Um, that's 
more of the song that's going to the actual artist, the producer, the person that mixed it, the engineer, like everyone gets an award for a record of the year. Song of the War, I mean Song of the War, Song of the Year is awarded for a single or individual track, but the recipient of this award is a songwriter who actually wrote the lyrics and or the melodies to the song. So those are the difference between. So basically, we wouldn't really see Cardi B winning Song of the Year, but we could see Cardi B winning Record of the Year. Yeah, record, record, record of the year is Cardi B, like all day. Like I like I said, it. Should I be said Cardi I B. like it. It's, it's going to be between. Well, as far I as think as it's the, I like it. As far as the nominations go, I think I like it, and uh, this is America. It's going to actually get nom- mm. nominations. This is America. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, you got. You have to look at. I look at who the artist is. Of course, the impact, how it did. You know, like. This is I think uh, I don't think it's going to win, but I definitely know it's going to get a nomination. I think the Jay Z and Beyonce song might get nominated. Ape shit for record of the year. Hmm? That's interesting. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and say this now. Cardi B is going to win a Grammy this year. No, Cardi B. Cardi B's, first off, Cardi B is oh, going to be yeah. the most nominated with her and somebody. Some other. She's going to be tied with somebody else, but she's going to get her, nominated her, a lot. Her, her and Drake. Her and Drake. Yeah, really I, that's what I wrote down. I said for the who leads the nominations, Cardi B and Drake. I think yeah. Cardi is in my walk feelings. Away with two oh my god. In Cardi's my gonna feelings. walk away with two or three. Like if she gets if she gets six to seven noms, I know I said this last year with Jay-Z, but if she gets six or seven nominations, Cardi's leaving with at least two Grammys. And let me tell you something. The Barbs are gonna it's have gonna a be good a, day. And it's I gonna cannot be a bad wait for day. Queen Radio because yeah. Travis Scott's album just went number one again, and Cardi about to get some Grammys. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Um, really quick, what about song of the year? Do we have it? I, I do think that's I think in my feel is in my feelings. Yeah, that's what I, was that. I said all of the stars with Kendrick and Scissor or God's plan by Drake. I don't I don't think in my feelings is gonna win it for Drake. I think God's plan because of the like in my feelings had a huge impact, but I think God's plan set the tone for for in my feelings to have a huge impact. So those are the two songs I went for. Um, and then what about album of the year? Like, do we have any potential tracks? Mm-hmm. Album of the year? I'll, I'll give my list to kind of help <laughs> you guys out. I said Everything is Love is a nominated one. Invasion of Privacy, Dirty Computers. Invasion of Privacy. Deva- uh, Devasion. Dirty Computers, Janelle Monet, and then the Black Panther soundtrack. I think those Invasion are all good. Like, honestly, I'm trying to think of something else outside of Cardi B, but honestly, I feel like she... Whatever category she's nominated in, I feel like she's no. Gonna she's going to get nominated for album of the year, and the Black Panther soundtrack is going to win. I'm just going to tell you that now. Hot take. Watch it. Watch. We'll, we'll see in February. Cardi um, B was was huge, huge. Yeah, every song on there is like she's got like seven number ones on there. Number one. Yo, There's a lot, honestly, a lot bro, of popular you, hits. Can you um, first off the vlogs, the barbs, um. The uh, thing, the, the, okay. bar, the bar hits, they are going to go ape shit if they let Invasion of Privacy become the album of the year after you like snubbed all these other lyrical ass. Tra- after four, lyrical after ass 444 albums. didn't get it. <laughs> after Good Kid Massey, like all these dope ass albums, you about to, oh, I cannot wait. I don't think it to her. I won't, and I'm not going to be mad at Cardi B for winning the Grammy because like she put in the work, you know, she, she get, you get what you get. But I just, I, I, I can already see myself getting mad at people who are using her Grammy wins and nominations as validations for why she's the best 
you know, one of the best rappers. Like, I can already, I, I can mean, see that it, argument coming. But you, but you got to think that argument is usually started from a, a, an account with her face on it, and we just have to assume that they're under the age of 16. So, you yeah. know, we just, I think real rap fans will recognize, like, no, but in in this, in the year 2018, this time frame, what that album did, I mean, it's it's deserving of it. I just still don't think yeah. they can give it to her. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I also want to be clear about that. Like, Invasion of Privacy deserves to be nominated. Like, Cardi B deserves Grammy nominations. She had a crazy killer 2018. Like, I don't, like, outside of Drake, like, people don't do those kinds of numbers and have those types of songs that are that big and that many of them. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Cardi B, she doesn't deserve Grammy. Now. Like, she yeah, definitely deserves. Yeah, her album deserves. dropped in, what, April? And I think in June. When did Nicki's album drop? July or June? August. Oh, shit, August. Well, so from, from April to August, like, when Nicki's album dropped, Cardi was still, like, number seven on the charts as far as album sales. Like, Invasion of Privacy was, like, number seven on album sales. And, I, of course, that includes streams and shit. But I'm like, that's still, that's huge. Like, we stopped listening to certain albums in two weeks. Shit. She went a yeah. few months. Um, last question about the Grammys before we already close out. Uh, who's going to get snubbed? Who go- who's going to wake up Friday and be sitting in front of the TV or on Twitter and Instagram and realize that their hard work? J-Rock. Oh, gosh. You, you guys want to know my list? <laughs> my Nipsey, J-Rock, oh, yeah. Nikki, and unfortunately, Jermaine Cole. I think KOD, KOD is no a nomination? great album. No nomination. I think KOD is a great album. It's going to go in my top 10, but I think it's a very forgettable album compared to a lot of what came out this year. I don't think a lot don't of people... I don't think it's re- forgettable in comparison. Uh, a lot of people don't remember that KOD came out this year. A lot of people don't remember a lot of albums. A lot of people don't remember that Nipsey Hussle came out this year. That's what I'm saying. They, uh, is it why they're going to get snubbed? Like, so. it, didn't, it didn't stick as long as a lot, it, as long as an invasion of privacy. KOD was kind of KOD was kind of a moment. It was it was a moment there. I don't know if it was like it didn't last. Kanye, 2018. Kanye's gonna be sitting home looking he, yeah, he's he, like, as he yeah. as he should. Look what the fuck. Yeah. I, I you know what I think we may get a snoozer. I think gonna love me may actually try to get like an R and B nomination. No, I don't think it's I gonna win. I don't think, I think any. I don't think any of those good music projects Ooh, are going to get nominated. Get on there, so I can talk shit. I don't think week. I don't think any of them are any of them are going to be on there. But my the actual album that I was going to pick that or the actual artist that I think is going to get snubbed uh, during the Grammys, and it kind of sucks to say this, but I think Mac Miller, he's not going to get nominated for swimming. I think he's going to get he's going to get mentioned. He'll he'll get a little tribute, but he'll I don't get think a, he'll get it his. in a, he'll get a hip hop nomination. He'll get like hip hop album I, I don't think he will. There was a lot of solid albums that came out in, in rap but, this but year. But we also are talking about the Recording he, Academy and not like. I get it. I get it. But that's yeah. why it's a snub. Like people are going to. Why do we even care about the Recording Academy? You, it's, because it's it's, it's it's the biggest music award show of the is. year. That's why it's it more is. so for history. It's history. Yeah. Um. So sniffles. What what are we listening to? Like, I mean, we gave them a whole bunch of albums to go to, but what is the last album that they should go check out today? And you know, hopefully, grow with it and love with it. Um, I would go with um the the album by um Jid. DiCaprio too. Uh, this dude is—he's super talented. He's a really good rapper. Um, I think he—he he could—he needs to work on his like 
songwriting skills and like and i know sierra is going to she's screaming at me right now because she disagrees with me on this but his his songwriting and courses aren't that great but he's still like young he has a lot of raw talent and when i listen to him the best way i can describe jid is he is uh i don't know if y'all watch sports but he is zion williams the kid from duke he's like when you look at zion when you look at zion you can you can tell like hey this guy's got the talent to be the best player in the nba he's got the talent he's got the physical ability he's got the look he's got the size he has everything that you want but he's just lacking in the technique he needs to learn some things he needs to get better in certain areas that will kind of like how like you know when kobe was younger you would just dominate off of pure athleticism. But as you get older, you learn how to, you know, work in the post, do jab steps and, you know, fade away, stuff like that. That's kind of what Jid needs to kind of get in that direction and starts. He needs to start working on things like that because the, the better you get, the more you learn, you know, you start to be, you start moving up and you become known as a great rapper and not just, oh, this is this, or you, you become a great songwriter. Right. Outside, as opposed to just being a great rapper. Like anybody, I don't want to say anybody, but there's a lot of great rappers out there. But we don't, everybody doesn't listen to great rap because they're not making great songs to go along with it. No, I, I most definitely agree. I, I have, unfortunately, I have not listened to the newest project yet, but I'm familiar with him, especially his freestyles. Like he has the potential. And and from what, it, from what I'm getting for you is that he just has to like learn how to build a song, which a lot of rappers don't know how to. You know, I said through a whole 6ix9ine album. Like, a lot of these new guys can't build a song. They can just do what they do when they do it well. Um, yeah. But. And I also, I saw I saw an interview that he was he did with, uh, I can't remember who, it might have been like GQ or somebody, and he just he just randomly said it. They didn't even ask him about it, but he was like, yeah, Dreamville, me, me and my label, we're in competition with TDE. And I was like, oh, really? That's, that's what we're doing? We're going to do that? Y'all are in competition because hey. from where I sit, uh, ain't no real competition, bro. <laughs> listen for my listen for my ears. I'm not I'm not talking about stats. I'm not talking about you know who got more Grammys, who classics. From my ears, I'm honestly gonna play. I'm gonna play uh, Dreamville before. I oh, Ooh. I mean, like, oh. listen, listen. Let, let, let me let's break it down. So, like, how, this is how I processed it in my head. So you got the you know the label the the faces of the label what we attach to the label you got Cole you got Kendrick I'm from North Carolina I got a bias I fuck with Cole just a little bit more I'm more attached emotionally to Cole Oh God you look at the you look at the R and B heads on their label you got SZA or you got Ari Lennox Ari Lennox got way more heat and sounds a lot better than what SZA be giving. Not saying I don't fuck with that uh, Control. Control was a dope-ass album. Not taken away from that great album. But my ears is going to, to Ari. The only, like, I won't say that, well, yeah, the only dub I gave Dreamville for my personal preference was J-Rock over, like, uh, a boss or G. Boss is trash. Boss is not that great. Boss, boss. might, like, I listen oh, to that. Boss I listen to Jid, but Boss be trying. He trying. No, no, no. I listen to Jid, I listen to Jid, and I was like, Boss about to get dropped because they don't need him. Like they don't need he's he's not on that level. Like J Cole obviously is up here, 
And I was like, all right, well, maybe Boss is just the, you know, the second best. We'll see what Jid comes with. And Jid came and just ripped it. I'm like, well, why do they have Boss here? He's not on Jid's level. So what, what's his purpose? Nah, he might get dropped. That's how that's how good Jid is, in my opinion. I think but, Boss sounds better when he's with J. Cole and Kaz. I mean I think him by himself is just I I guess I can see where y'all are going, but I don't think he's just like trash. I don't think he's gonna get nah, just I don't dropped. Think he's trash. Uh, Marcus, you're a rude. I shouldn't have said. I shouldn't have said. I shouldn't have said. I shouldn't I shouldn't have said he was trash. But he's like when I listen to the other rappers on Dreamville, and yeah. then I listen to the rappers on TDE. I'm like, boss is just not in the conversation. Like Jid yeah, is going to. Yeah, boss is like lower. T- if we rank like TDE and 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 um, Dreamville, like, boss would be in the lower half. Definitely. Like, definitely. like Dreamville is a pocket knife and TDE is like a machine gun if we're talking about like battling each other. Like that's yeah, what it what is. 90% well what like 80% of the gun being uh Kendrick and the and 10 to J-Rock 10 to Schoolboy. Nah, Schoolboy is let, let's okay, Schoolboy school is fire. Schoolboy is dropping something early next year. We're, we're gonna we'll, talk, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this because we're, yeah, like, we're not gonna act like we're not gonna act like Schoolboy Q ain't got that heat. And I'm, I'm, I'm not TDE I has gonna, better beats than Dreamville. Um, better rappers than Dreamville. I'm taking TDE all day. I can't. I can't believe you took J Cole over Kendrick. Like who does that? Because again, who? I'm from North Carolina. That's, it can't be that. That can't be the it only. Is, it it like it like the the subject matter, the content that he talks about. I it is relatable. I understand. even when you compare the women on the label, Ari Lennox and SZA. I think that's a that's a over. that's a that's a push for me. That's oh. kind of it's, it's a tie for me. That's it's a tie. Like, for me. Oh, it's time to close. We're gonna get into we're gonna get into R and B talk. Like, oh, <laughs> but look at I don't know SZA. SZA. I mean, I, I love Ari. Don't get me wrong. Say, I love Ari, and that's why I'm but. saying we gotta take. I'm what I'm doing is I'm taking out the star. I'm talking about straight content, like what okay. my ears like. Because, Ari's the I mean, if we look at if. I mean, Control, like, that was a dope-ass... That was a, a highly Grammy-nominated album. So I'm not going to say she says it don't deliver. I'm just saying, if I'm going to a festival, I want to hear Ari Lennox live before I hear... Uh, what's that girl name? Scissors live. I'm going to want to... Well, I probably would want to see a Kendrick show, show more than I see a Cole show, but I want to listen to Cole more than I listen to Kendrick. So I can't believe this. I That's cannot. just me. Hey, shoot me, hate me. She's love entitled love to her own opinion, but we <laughs> all know Mark is on with you. Right. Let's just He's say a bar, but, you, <laughs> but um any Kendrick any and Nicki Minaj, we need that track. We need that Funny, track with Please no. Any um <laughs> <laughs> any shout outs before we get out of here. Shout out to all these great artists, man. This is it's crazy that all these. Shout out to them and stop putting out this music, like yeah, right. Let us breathe, God. (laughs) Like I don't want to hear nothing else new. I just want to sit with what we got. But I know that's right. Take the first quarter off next year. Everybody just go back to old albums. Yeah, this first quarter is usually pretty quiet though. Shit, not these last two years. They've been taking the fuck off too. Um, Marcus, you got some shout outs. I'm pretty sure I've done this before, but just. Like like we've been saying, this has been a really really good year for music, and I, I appreciate all the. It's been a lot. It's a lot of music that's come out this year, and it's a lot to try to go through. But I I I, I appreciate that it's good music at least. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, 
for me, just quick shout out to the Aux DJ. Really big shit coming for 2019. Like really big shit, but I can't say it's because I'm gonna jinx it. Um, check out our new playlist. We got Hove and Rose. So that's all the Hove and Jay-Z collaborations, including what's free, what we talked about earlier. Um, and then just shout out to to, to Jay-Z. Happy birthday again. Hopefully we'll get, you know, not not really pressed for a new J album, but hopefully we get more spurts of these nice ass verses to let us know you still breathing, you still got it. So if that's it, we out.